get ready to ride Russ and the rest are gonna light up the sky Before we hop into today's show, we want to send our hearts and our thoughts over to East High School, which is just one block away from us. Uh, they This morning, they had a shooting there. Two people um, were shot and taken to the hospital. Just myself, Henry, our producer, you here, and everyone at DNVR just wants to send um, all, of our, uh, all of our hearts and thoughts with them. Is Obviously, this is about as close as you can get to our community, um, and we hope that everyone is going to be okay, and, and we're thinking about everyone. And Henry, when we talk about this stuff, mm -hmm. there's there's never an easy way to transition, um, but we just wanted to, to everyone to know that you know we're, we're thinking about that community, especially there's people in that community that, that, that are in our community. Mm -hmm. um, and this is the second time in a month that there's been a shooting in or around East High School, and obviously, we want it to end, and and these things can't keep happening. Um, students shouldn't shouldn't have to go to school fearing this. Teachers and faculty, um, and the, those who are that's the two people that were shot today, um, mm -hmm. where faculty members should ne never have to deal with this. So we're sending our, our hearts uh, and our thoughts to East High School. But Henry, we've got an action-packed show today, mm -hmm. and there's no easy transition from this. So we're just gonna hop into football transition to the football and uh, first I got to tell you about this show being presented by DraftKings Sportsbook use that promo code DNVR over at DraftKings Sportsbook to get $200 in bonus bets by placing a $5 bet use that code DNVR and Henry this morning mm -hmm. we wake up to the news from Ian Rappaport that uh Russell Wilson had a little procedure after the season. According to Ian, Russell Wilson had arthroscopic surgery on his knee following the 2022 season, a procedure to fix an issue that had nagged him for a few seasons. He is back and working out and throwing after the minor scope and should be fine for OTAs. He'll be at full health for the 2022 season. Is this a pass for us? I think this is a good thing. Oh, I think this is a good thing. I an think injury that being a good thing. I mean, we're looking for reasons why last year could have gone the way it did. And I honestly, it probably doesn't matter at all. If the knee was bothering him and now it's not bothering him and maybe he gets just the tiniest bit fast, the 40 time goes from like a 4.63 to a 4.62. Yeah. Sure. I mean, like, <laughs> why not? It, it's. I don't think this is a bad thing. That's for sure. Yeah. The only way it's a bad thing is if he's not fully ready there for OTAs. That. And if this just continues to linger, typically though, arthroscopic procedures are the smallest mm -hmm. procedure you can get. So I totally see what you're saying. It could be maybe another reason why maybe Nathaniel yeah. Hackett and, and didn't want to run him as much, or maybe Russ held back from running mm -hmm. a little bit last year because that that's his game. That is what makes Russell Wilson. Russell it Wilson is. is the ability to escape by time, you know, do, do the Patrick Mahomes things in the pocket. He was doing that before Mahomes was doing mm -hmm. it, and that's what makes Russell Wilson special. He didn't have that at all last year. We saw him run at the end of the season. Uh, maybe the knee was feeling better, or 
more so Justin out and just let him run and play to his strengths. Um, but it's really interesting seeing people's reaction online. Some people are saying, oh. another excuse. Oh, my oh. gosh, I can't believe this. And some people are saying, okay, see, one bad year. He had so many injuries, four <laughs> different injuries, it's a true. concussion, a shoulder injury, a hip injury, and a knee injury mm-hmm. that we find out about today. And so there's a conversation that that people aren't exactly sure how to think of this. And so if you're in the comment section, let me know. Let us know what you think. Do you think this is a big deal? or not a big deal, and he should be fine for OTAs. The Broncos start up uh, their off-season workout program in about three weeks. I expect Russell Wilson to be fine by that. And if, I think think you put it right, if he is fine for that time, then then it's a good thing. It could be kind of a a reason, not an excuse, but a reason, another reason why last year was so tough. Yeah, Uh, and there's a 99% chance that, you know, in October – We've totally forgotten this happened. It doesn't ever come up in the Russell Wilson conversation again. Yep. There's that 1% chance that he has a knee issue, and we say, oh, no, this is must be connected to that one thing that happened however long ago. So, I mean, you, you got to keep an eye on it maybe, but probably not that big of a deal. Probably not that big of a deal. Yeah, it, it shouldn't be that big of a deal, but if it is is a big deal whether it's because the injury pops up again Mm -hmm. and an arthroscopic injury was or surgery wasn't the best way to heal it or if it's not a reason that russ played bad last year and russ is just declining henry the broncos will have to turn to their backup potentially whether it's injury or not and that is Jarrett stidham who's very fascinating. We've had some conversations. We've had some debates about this, and I want to have an even bigger conversation and debate about this uh, because there's been some interesting things out there about Jared Stidham, and we're going to talk to someone who knows Jared Stidham very well, who Mm -hmm. just played for this person's team, and we're going to have him on in just a second. But until then, Peter King put out something very interesting this week in his article over at pro football talk he said quote i hear stidham figured with garoppolo coming and the chance the raiders could take a quarterback with their early first round pick he'd have a better chance at playing time under sean payton in denver so you're telling me that jared stidham joined the broncos because he thought he had a better chance of getting playing time under russell wilson than he did uh with under Jimmy Garoppolo and potentially a draft pick? Yeah, that's pretty crazy. I mean, it's it's pretty crazy because Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt more than any other quarterback. It's I didn't every even single think year. About that. Yeah. No, Jimmy Garoppolo never plays football. <laughs> um so the fact that he's good lo- and when he does play, he wins. Wow. Um yeah. Wow, that's a good question. Let's totally we got hit this. Off. My goodness. I could be a kicker from Montana. Oh, wait, no, I have to draft him. So I will be... Wait, what? What are you talking Sorry, about? Sorry, the, the question in the comments, wait, the player... Wait, wait, when you're responding to a question, you got to tell everyone the question, Henry. Oh, Hank, what position do you want your my player to be in Madden? Responder, you're a kicker from Montana State. Definitely from Montana. And call it a wide receiver. Call it a wide receiver. Okay, Hank the wide receiver. It, wide receiver. I already have those, though. Um, But yeah, so I mean... You be a wide receiver for Jamie Garoppolo to throw to you. Or Jared Stone. Oof. Yeah, see, the thing is... There's, I, I don't think that that was an uneducated thing to say. You know, I think that there was a reason that he said that or believed that, and that is really interesting. 
You know, especially, you know, he has the history of Davis Webb, those sorts of things. I don't know, but it's definitely a weird little hitch in what we think of Russell Wilson. Yeah, it it, it is. It is a, an interesting hitch, and honestly, mm-hmm. maybe a, a bigger hitch to what Sean Payton thinks of Russell Wilson yeah. and what Sean Payton thinks of Jared Stidham and just how this is going to go. Uh, but I believe we have our guy on. Let's bring in Q Meyer, who just does it all out in Las Vegas, covering the Raiders. He's a program director and Raiders insider and host of multiple shows over at Las Vegas Sports Network. Q, how's it going, my friend? Man, it's it's going good, man. I appreciate being on with you guys. Talk a little uh, Jared Stidham and what he could do for the Denver Broncos. Yeah, so yeah. Let, let's start with Jared Stidham because we're finding out more information just how much Sean Payton really likes Jared Stidham and that Jared Stidham actually believes that he may have a better shot of playing in Denver behind Russell Wilson than he did with staying in, in Las Vegas with uh, Jimmy Garoppolo and potentially a draft pick. Uh, can you just take us through last year with Jared Stidham and, and with the Raiders? Obviously, they traded for him in the middle of the season, and then he comes and then not only starts two games at the end of the season, but they kicked Derek Carr to the curb. Uh, obviously, not for him for the long term, but for him right. to become uh, the starter at the end of the year. And then he comes out and balls against the 40. Niners what was your impression of Stidham last year well you know it's funny I actually go back with Jared Stidham a long ways when he uh he was a kid at Stephenville High School back in wow. Texas right when he was a big-time recruit and then uh, uh Baylor flipped him from Texas Tech and I covered Baylor at the time so I mean I really go back with Jared Stidham uh, always knew he was going to be an NFL quarterback just didn't know what was going to happen then we see him get drafted by the Patriots and you know that's when they had all the reports that he was going to be the heir apparent to Tom Brady and I thought Jared Stidham, like Jared Stidham from Stephenville, Texas, is going to all of a sudden <laughs> Tom Brady. And so it was it was pretty funny, but because of injury, he really didn't get that opportunity to get his, a, a career start there in New England. And really, the Raiders traded for him during training camp. They brought him in during training camp and had him be the backup to Derek Carr and start to teach that Josh McDaniels offense to Derek Carr and the rest of the team. And so you, I kind of always felt like he had a role with the Raiders. I just didn't know what it was going to be. And then inevitably, when... Uh, Derek Carr was sat down after that Christmas Eve game against the Steelers and they turned the sticks over to Jared Stidham. I thought, okay, now they're going to see what he's got and they're going to finally be able to see him as a starter in the league. And you're right. He did really well that first game against the 49ers. I mean, what a tough task, right? You're going up against the first, the best defense in the league and it's your first career start. And he did well, but ultimately they lost the game. And then, of course, the, the second game that he played, the final game of the year against Kansas City, he did pretty good as well and lost that game. So it's funny. I thought that he was more valuable to the Raiders than any other team in the league. I just knew that there was no chance that any other team was going to sign him because, well, he knew Josh McDaniel's system for over four years. So why would he go somewhere else? So to see that Sean Payton made him a priority and signed him and gave him the kind of money that they did where ultimately the Raiders weren't offering him that kind of coin, I thought, okay, obviously Sean Payton has seen something in him. And, and you know, the thing about Stidham is what you've seen in him is he's a tough dude, right? He's a, he's a tough dude with a strong arm. Right. I mean, he's not perfect. He's only got two career starts under his belt. So, of course, he's going to still learn. But the guy is tough. He can make a bunch of different throws. He's been preparing to be an NFL quarterback since high school. So it's not like any moment's too big for him. And I think it's a really good pickup and a really a big loss for the Raiders as far as I'm concerned. Interesting. So around Vegas, are are people really disappointed that Jared Siddham's gone? Was this a thing that, that appeared on the radar? 
No, no, it, it was not on the radar at all. Again, I was I was telling anyone who would listen that, yeah, I mean, there might be other teams that are interested in him, but they won't be interested in him like that because, mm-hmm. well, he knows the Raiders system and he's just a backup quarterback. But there was people that called my radio show daily that said, start Stidham, start Stiddy, really? go ahead and roll with Stiddy, draft a, a rookie and let Stidham go ahead and get the start. We can roll with Stidham. Don't worry about Jimmy G. Don't worry wow. about Aaron Rodgers. Don't worry about Tom Brady. Roll with Stidham. Like they were sold after two two starts. And I kept saying, well, look, look, let's not be prisoners of the moment. He still lost the game, even though he did well. And on top of that, you know, uh, Devontae Adams talked highly about him after the first game. Like, no, I wasn't surprised that he went out there and balled out. That's what he does in practice. So I think the team really could appreciate the guy who Jared Stidham was. I could appreciate him from a, just a standpoint of the guy's been grinding his whole life to try to get where he's at. Again, it's I think it's a super shock. That was probably the biggest thing in free agency that shocked me was the fact that Stidham is no longer in Las Vegas and now is in Denver. Wow. And and one of the reasons, according to Peter King, is that Stidham believed he had a better chance of playing in Denver than in Las Vegas. Yeah. Uh, do you think he possesses the the not just the physical traits because you already touched on those and he certainly has a, a very lively arm uh but do you do you think he has what it takes to become a full-time starter in the nfl and potentially if things go uh, astray with russell wilson that that he could be a long-term starting quarterback for for the broncos or a team in the nfl i think he can you know and, and the only thing that i cautioned uh, you know raider nation when they were talking about let him get the start was i was like hey man i mean you're in vegas this team has to win immediately you know i mean i felt like there was a lot more pressure on whoever's going to be the quarterback and now it's going to be jimmy g to go out there and get some wins because well las vegas needs to win there's just too many options in vegas to do if you're if you're fielding a team that's not very good so i thought whoever came in had to be someone with a pretty big name we'll see how it goes with jimmy g but with stidham and if and you know if in denver it doesn't work out with russell wilson and sean payton see something in him i wouldn't be shocked at all i mean again the guy's been in the league about four years now he's been in multiple systems and he's been with multiple coaches that i believe are really good offensive minds and sean payton and joshua daniels I think that he has an opportunity. And again, you, you mentioned the physical traits, man. I mean, he's got the arm strength. He's a gritty guy. He's a guy that'll take a hit as uh, the 49ers put a big time hit on him. He had blood in his mouth when he threw the touchdown pass. Mm-hmm. to the And I uh, just went over to the sideline and kind of laughed about it. Right. I mean, it's just, he's that kind of dude. I mean, he's been playing football his whole life. So there's a lot to like about Jared Stidham and who knows what happens with Russell Wilson, but that could be a potential guy. It could be a pot- potential heir apparent if things don't shake out well with Russ. Did anybody ever push for Stidham to start before Carr got benched? Like during the season, was there any any unrest there? I think the fans were, you know, okay. because the, the fan base has been split on Derek Carr for it feels like his whole career. Like some love mm-hmm. him, some hate him. They still talk about him now that he's gone. It's like, man, I don't know what they want. But at some point, uh, I think some of the fan base was like, just get Stidham in there. He's Josh McDaniels' guy. He could run. That's the thing about Stidham that I do like is he'll keep plays alive with his legs, right, where he's willing to do it where Derek Carr wasn't willing to do it. And so that was yeah. something that was appealing to Raider Nation. They they liked that fact that he would, even if, he, even if it wasn't running, he would just move the pocket enough to allow a player to get open like Devontae did against San Francisco. I mean, if you haven't seen that highlight, that's a hell of a play that, that <laughs> Devontae and, and – uh, Jared Stidham made so you got to give him a lot of credit for that that's probably one of his uh biggest highlights you know in his uh in his short career so far but uh really man I mean just having that ability and and the know-how to do it uh you know kind of instincts and everything I think that that allows Jared Stidham to have an opportunity to be a starter in the NFL 
Q, I, I told my guys before uh, before we had you on that no one knows the Raiders more than you. And the fact that we just asked you four questions about a backup quarterback, I think you just <laughs> proved it right there. Uh, but we are talking backups. I want to know about uh, the starting quarterback for the Raiders. Did the Raiders, in your opinion, upgrade by going from Derek Carr to Jimmy Garoppolo now? The only way I would say it's an upgrade is the fact that he's just familiar with Joshua Daniels. And I think that Josh is going to be more comfortable with opening up the playbook for him because he knows what his expectations are as opposed to what was going on with Derek. I don't think he fully trusted Derek. I don't know at what point of the season he kind of lost the faith in him, but I just felt like he wasn't fully committed to, well, I'm going to give him everything because he can handle it, where I think he feels like he could do that with Jimmy G. We all know the downfall. Jimmy G has a really good winning percentage, but we all know that it's all about uh, injuries with him. If he can stay healthy, he could be a good quarterback. He doesn't have the arm that Derek Carr does, whereas he's going to hit a lot of deep balls, but he'll get the ball out of his hand quickly, get it to his receivers, let him get some yards after the catch. I mean, he, he could do all the right things. He said all the right things at the presser last week. Uh, you know, I think he won over some of Raider Nation as well that were a little on the fence with him. And my whole big issue with him has only been about the injury history. It's just like, I mean, you don't get healthier the older you get. I mean, it's just, it's a reality of life, right? I mean, so uh, that's the big concern. So I think, and that's another reason why I was shocked by Jared Stidham being gone, because I thought, well, if Jimmy G is going to be the starting quarterback, Jared Stidham really will probably have an opportunity to play because, right. well, we know Jimmy G gets hurt. But to, you know, the point of Peter King when he was saying, that uh, Stidham thinks he could have a better chance to play in Denver, that to me makes me feel like that they rolled out the plan for him. Like, hey, Jared, this is what we're planning on doing. We're going to bring in Jimmy. We're probably going to go draft this guy. You know, you might not be active on certain game days. So he probably did feel like, you know what, my best opportunity to possibly get on the field is somewhere else where I could be the primary backup. So that that's what my gut feeling tells me. That's not any insider information. It's just kind of what I, I feel like is going on or what mm -hmm. happened. The, the Broncos have been super active over the last couple weeks, um, signing a whole bunch of different players. I feel like I haven't heard all that much about the Raiders, though. You know, there's obviously the Garoppolo yeah. move is, is the big one, but is there any unrest there because there haven't been many moves, or are people kind of happy with what's going, what's going on? No, it's funny, man. There's been a lot of moves, but there have been a lot of moves that aren't going to catch your attention, right? Um, I mean, it's Jimmy G and Jacoby Myers and everybody else. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, Mark <laughs> yeah. they brought in from the Eagles. You know, there's a couple other guys that they brought in. Jordan Willis from the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, there's been a bunch of guys that they signed to one year deals to help try to fill a few voids. I mean, O.J. Howard, you know, he was great at Bama, mm -hmm. but not so much in the league. I mean, there's there's been guys here and there that they've signed. They've actually brought in quite a few guys, but there's nothing that's going to all of a sudden take the headlines and say, oh, man, now that's a game changer. And that's what's got Raider Nation frustrated. They're so mad. They're like, what are they doing? What, you know, so so right now they don't know and they can't see what the vision is of Dave Ziegler and, and head coach Josh McDaniels. And, you know, we're kind of riding the wave here on the radio station, just seeing how it all shakes out. But I think the Raiders, you'll see them do their heavy lifting in April when it comes time for the draft. I mean, they have 12 draft picks right now, uh, starting with number seven overall. I think that's where they're going to do the heavy lifting, a lot of it on defense, because the defense has been terrible for quite a while. It's Max Crosby and the rest of the Cats. I mean, that's really what it's called. I mean, it's just there, there's it's just the reality of it. So I think that's where you'll see them really get the guys that have names is in the draft. You're not going to see them get them uh, in free agency. So Raider Nation is not too happy, but again, it's, it's just it's it's March. So if you win March, you normally don't win September. So I'm not really worried about it right now. Uh -huh. Q, last one for you, Josh McDaniel. Obviously a big name here when he goes to the Raiders last year. And then you just said Raiders fans not so happy about what's going on. Is that with Josh McDaniels? And what's the temperature check on McDaniel out there? 
Well, I'll tell you, man, Raider Nation is not thrilled with him. They're not thrilled with Dave Ziegler. They're not thrilled with anyone that has any kind of New England Patriot ties, right? I mean, I've never <laughs> I have never seen a fan base so ready to dump their coach out so quick, fast, in a hurry. But Josh McDaniels, of course, with everything that went wrong in Denver and him coming over from New England, that's like a double whammy. Then, of course, the Raiders made the playoffs in 2021. They won six games in 2022. So, see, I told you, coach is terrible. They don't know what they're doing. The Patriots <laughs> suck. The Patriots West. Nobody could do this outside of Bill Belichick. I mean, I've heard everything that I can hear from every fan about how terrible this coaching staff is and this front office is. Uh, and I'm still on the wait and see mode, right? I think Josh has yeah. to prove himself. I mean, you guys know very well what happened in Denver. It wasn't great, but it was a long time ago. So I'm not going to really hold it against them. But at the same time, I, I'll i take an approach where, okay, you've got to prove yourself. you got to show that you can be a really good coach and not just a good offensive coordinator. And I don't think that that's a bad thing. I think that that's, that's fair, right? Yeah. Uh, Dave yeah. Ziegler, I have a lot of confidence that he's going to get it right in the draft. He just seems like he's got his, his mind in the right spot and is good at talent evaluating. So uh, that makes the draft for me exciting just to see how, how 12 draft picks, how he works that into the, the magic during the, the three days in, in Kansas City. So that, that should be fun. But, yeah, man, uh, Raider Nation is ready to send Josh McDaniels cooking and, and on his way smoking out of Las Vegas a long time ago. <laughs> and look at that. We found some common ground between Broncos and Raiders fans. They both want Josh McDaniels gone. Q, really uh, appreciate your time. Mm-hmm. You're the best. And anyone that, that wants to follow what's going on with the Raiders, there's no better guy than you. He's on Twitter at yourboyq254. Make sure to give him a follow. That's where I get all of my Raider news, especially playing him twice a year. You need that. So thank you so much, Q. You're the best. Hey, appreciate you, man. You always come on my show. It's great to be able to return the favor and hop on your show. You guys are doing a great job. Keep it up. Appreciate you, Q. Thank you so much. Man, I mean, good insight there on Jared Stidham. Really good insight. And, uh, you know, I thought we were – Q knows the Raiders, like I said, like the back of his Mm -hmm. hand. But, uh, you know, it's Jared Stidham going all the way back to high school. Uh, And, Henry, I want to break down some of those things and kind of get more into the conversation Mm -hmm. that we were having about Jared Stidham because – Seemed like Q believes that that he could be that long-term option there. But first, I got to tell you about our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Use that promo code DNVR when you sign up at DraftKings Sportsbook to get $200 in bonus bets. Henry, we are 28 hours away from the Sweet 16 kicking off. We got four games Thursday night, four games Friday night, and then two games Saturday, two games Sunday. It is going to be a blast over at DraftKings Sportsbook. And if you want to bet on the underdog, no better way to do it than roll with us and use free dollars, free money. Free dollars. Free dollars. Free (laughs) bonus bets at DraftKings Sportsbook. Use that promo code DNVR. Place a $5 bet at DraftKings Sportsbook, and they'll give you $200 in bonus bets. Check them out. DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See our show notes for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Void in Ohio. And also, go get yourself some gear from FOCO. Uh, you yes. can go get bobbleheads, little mini helmets, Christmas tree ornaments. Um, I guess you'd have to be really... What's the next holiday? Um, Easter. Uh, next Friday is Cesar Chavez Day. Oh, right. Yes. I'm sure that there's yes. a Broncos-themed Cesar Chavez <laughs> bobblehead at FOCO. Or, uh, yeah, you know, just it's that sort of holiday, holiday. stuff. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, good idea. Um but Foco, use the code DMVR. You get 10% off 
uh, anything that isn't pre-sale, so anything that's actually for sale already. Um, it's an awesome deal that they hooked us up with. They're a Colorado company. That's why we partner with them. And you can go to foco.com or just click the link in the description of the YouTube show, the podcast, wherever you might be watching or listening to us. And again, DNVR for 10% off at Foco. What do we call it, Henry? The 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 Stidham Steam? They're, Stidham they're, Steam. The, the, the fans, man. Fans were clamoring for Stidham last year mm-hmm. behind Derek Carr. And Derek Carr had a better season than Russell Wilson. That's now, true. Russell Wilson is not Sean Payton's guy necessarily. Mm-hmm. Jared Stidham is the only quarterback in that room that is his Sean Payton's guy right now. Do you think there's a chance that he takes over this year not because of injury oh wow i mean there's a chance there's always a chance um so there's the cop-out answer first i was gonna say i'm not talking about like you know I mean, yeah. the half percent do you think yeah. there's a real chance start with no touchdowns and, and 10 interceptions and i'm sure but i think <laughs> i'll put it at five percent okay there's a five percent chance that russell wilson is so bad and i think what probably would have to happen is you see stidham first so say say Russ misses week four, Stidham goes in there, plays a good game, maybe not a great game, but a, a good enough game to say like, oh, there might be something there. Russ comes back, doesn't play well. Then maybe around midseason you do have the conversation. So yeah, I'll say that there is a chance. There is a chance. There's and, a chance. And, and I do think that there is a chance as well. Um, and, and I think if you just want to look at, I think it's going to be a four-game stretch that Russ has to play poorly. Mm. I think Russ has a long enough leash that he can get away with three really bad games put together in a row. But if it gets to four, then I think that's where we're talking about that there could be something happening. And we saw that last year, Henry. Uh, Last year, Russell Wilson had a a four-game stretch where he had four interceptions and three touchdowns. In four games? Three touchdowns? Four interceptions yeah. and the team's putting up, you know, just 17, 16, 15 points. I think that that would be enough for, for something to happen. Now, wait, what if Stidham is the, uh, uh, what's it called? Taysom Hill? The Taysom Hill. I mean, Q did say he could run, but I think uh, uh, the body size is a little different. Yeah, I don't think he runs like that. No, no. Yeah. I, I don't think he's going to be like a hybrid tight end, fullback, running back, quarterback. I'll say I'm confident they won't have both those guys on the field at the same time. Um, yes, I agree. That will not happen. Although someone in the comment section saying, "Why are you? Why aren't you talking about the fact Peyton uses two quarterbacks all year?" I mean, it's true. Not typically not on the field at the same time. I mean, they did use Taysom as a tight end a little bit, but that again, Taysom Hill is a very unique player. If Maybe the most unique player. Yeah, and if anyone's more Taysom Hill between Jared Stidham and. Russell Wilson. <laughs> it would yeah. probably be Russell Wilson. You would think it's the guy who finished like top three in quarterback rushing yards in isn't, four or five years or five or six or whatever. And isn't technically Taysom Hill making similar, more similar to what Russell Wilson's <sighs> making? If you go, if you include like the whole contract yeah. in the void years, I think Taysom's making With forty million years. dollars a year. But they will cut him before those they years cer- kick in. They certainly will. But if you just want Oof. to look at it just on the surface, yeah. Russ is making what fifty, and yeah. Taysom's making forty, yep. and Stidham making five. But that wow. five million dollars to me was a big investment, and Q kind of pointed to it too. He was surprised how, how yep. much that Jared Stidham got, and obviously he's a big Jared Stidham uh, a guy and supporter and sees the upside in him. And that's honestly my biggest hesitation with this signing. I think I gave it a C, is because mm-hmm. 
you could have paid $5 million for someone that had just a lot more experience. Yeah. Who, if you needed him for two starts this year, he'd have more experience than Jared Sim and Andy mm-hmm. Dalton and Teddy Bridgewater or Baker Mayfield. Probably could have got those guys for around $5 million. Yeah. But they went with the high upside guy for $5 million. They didn't do it like cheap at two, yeah. two and a half. They did it at $5 million. And that's why I do think that there's a legitimate shot that, uh, that Jared Stidham takes over could take over this year at some point? Or is they see enough from him where they decide to move on from Russell Wilson before next year and that they roll with Jarrett Stidham for a year? We've seen Sean Payton when he was with New Orleans. Although he and Drew Brees had a good connection, mm-hmm. he was consistently scouting younger quarterbacks. He yep. was consistently trying to find that next guy. In fact, it went so far that he thought Taysom Hill might be that guy who now we're talking about is really just uh you know a mm-hmm. Tim Tebow type of runner at the quarterback position, a hybrid tight end. I mean, I guess that's Tim Tebow, yeah. right? Hybrid tight yeah. end quarterback. He Basically. tried the quarterback. Um, shout out to Chris Manhurts for beating out Tim Tebow as a, oh, that's as right. a tight end in yeah, Jacksonville last that's year. That's right. Um, but but that's why I do think that there's a shot here. They didn't sign Jared Stidham to be a great one to two game backup. They signed him, in my opinion, for the high upside. And mm-hmm. if you have that high upside it's to be able to be that guy for the long term or, you know, for a full season until you find out he's not. Yeah. And I mean, I do think that Jarrett Stidham's Jarrett Stidham doesn't really play a part in deciding what his future is in Denver. It is purely Russell Wilson. Okay. Russell Wilson's good. Russell Wilson's all right. Russell Wilson's almost all right. It's it's his job all year. If Russell Wilson comes out and is terrible, then congrats, Jarrett. You you get to go play. But to me, it doesn't really matter too much what he actually does himself as much as it's just, does Russell Wilson blow it? And again, I would be surprised totally if he blows fair. it to that level. Like, I, I, I do think that you're going to get average quarterback play out of Russell Wilson this year. And I could be wrong. And if I am wrong, then hey, maybe, maybe Jarrett Stidham gets in and, and looks good. There's a chance at least. Do you think, though, because I, I completely agree with you, I don't think Jared Stidham is going to be looking so good in training camp and Russell Wilson no. so bad that by week one there's a switch made. So no. it would have to be because Russell Wilson struggles. I completely agree yep. with you. You're spot on there. However, the last two uh, the, the last two seasons, mm-hmm. Russell Wilson has missed time. And like you said, That's Jared true. Stidham could step in and kind of take over and show, show that he's mm-hmm. good enough. Uh, that's That's the high upside with him um and there, there mm-hmm. was another interesting oh but with that do you think that Stidham has a better shot of taking over because Russ is playing poorly than if it was an Andy Dalton or a Teddy Bridgewater do you think they'll have a, a mm. quicker pull and a quicker hook to to take Russ out with Stidham than some other backup that's a tough one because I do think how much the coaches like their backup quarterback does factor in like what you expect out of your backup quarterback absolutely factors in. And they did hand pick Stidham over those other guys. Right. You know, so in their minds, like if they had Andy Dalton, then maybe it is different because they clearly don't like Andy Dalton as much as they like Jarrett Stidham. Um it it might help his case a little bit, but again, the, there's just so few scenarios where Russ gets pulled. You know, it has to be a situation where he's playing horribly and you say, well, we, we got to try something. Or like maybe maybe the Broncos are sitting there at eight and six and then Russ is kind of falling off a little bit and so you need to try something. I don't know. I, I think Stidham is probably more likely to get in than those other guys. But again, it's 98% just what does Russell Wilson do? Okay. 
Okay. And, yeah. and, and it definitely is what Russell Wilson does. Uh, and I just want to mention one more thing about Jared Stidham from Peter King and this article. We already talked about how uh, he said that Stidham thought he had a better he had a better uh, <laughs> he had a better chance of playing um, in Denver. But he also had something uh, here. Let's see. He says this is Peter King. He says so now Peyton buys him to buy Stidham to be Russell Wilson's backup, and nothing needs to be said to Wilson about it. If Wilson by midseason 2023 is having a similarly disaster season to his first one in Denver, Peyton won't have to punt on the season. He'll have an intriguing backup mm-hmm. waiting in the wings. But Peyton did not go hard after Stidham to put the pressure on Wilson. He considers his options at backup quarterback and thought he could play it safer around the same money with an Andy Dalton type or swing for the fences on a young prospect with significant upside. Uh, so that's exactly what we're talking about. Yeah, it, It's Russ. It's not putting the pressure on him. But mm-hmm. if, it, if, if Russ does, then he gets a shot yeah. at a guy for the future. And honestly, that's what I thought the Raiders were doing with Stidham last year. Yeah. Was that's why they sent Carr home, ruined the relationship with him, and made it so they were just going to have to dump him yeah. after the season. Was Okay, let's see if Stidham can be our guy of the future. He showed it enough in one game. Uh, in that second game... Played well enough, but certainly it wasn't to the tune of mm-hmm. 362 yards and three touchdowns. And the thing with Carr, though, is that if he had gotten hurt, all that money becomes guaranteed, and they can't dump him. Right. And so they had to send him out. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it makes the second half of the season not pointless if Russ sucks, which hopefully isn't a world that we live in. But at that point, you're saying, okay, we're cutting Russ in the offseason. we got to figure out a quarterback. Um, can Jarrett Stidham go out there and show us enough that we can say Stidham in a rookie is a decent plan. You know, we don't have to go spend 12, 13 million dollars on another Joe Flacco or Case Keenum or whoever else because we already have Stidham here for 5 million dollars and between him and a rookie we can find a way to get the job done. I'm a little surprised how the comment section is reacting. They're just saying you're huh. still talking about Stidham. I think that this piece from peter king specifically Mm -hmm. the part that i just read peter's not making that up i think he either talked to sean payton himself about this or he talked to someone who's very Mm -hmm. close with sean payton and when he says the broncos and sean payton don't feel like they would their season would be over if they have to turn to their backup i think that speaks very highly of how sean payton views jared stidham so it is just a backup quarterback Mm -hmm. but they gotten an interesting one. Yeah. It, it's not a Teddy Bridgewater. It's not an Andy Dalton. It's not a, a, a true stopgap guy. Yep. And we've got another six months before football season. So we're probably going to have <laughs> another backup quarterback day again. Let's start. Let, let, let's transition back to Russ mm-hmm. and, and talk about his injury. Um, and now, Henry, head, mm-hmm. shoulders, hips, and knees. Yeah. Is what he dealt with yep. last year. So not just with the knee, because I asked you that earlier, but how much of a pass does he get? for all of those injuries that he was playing through last year, considering the knee one, according to Ian Rappaport, wasn't just last year. He mm-hmm. was dealing with it for the past couple of years. Again, like I just, I, I don't, I'm not giving him a pass for it. You are what you do. Like, Oh, he's going to now go be healthy next year. I doubt it. This is football and you're 34, 35, 34, uh, 35, 35 now. Damn. At least this year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, like you're not all of a sudden just going to be perfectly healthy. If, 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 he goes out and plays well for four years, and then five years from now when he's retired, he says, uh, wow, that was a tough first year because of those injuries. I'll buy it then. But there's uh, it, people get hurt in football. People are sore in football. He played bad. Simple as that. Will he play better? He has to. And if he gets hurt, then he's going to have to play better despite being hurt again. 
So no pass. No pass at all. And the other thing is, there are people saying like, oh, it's just excuses. Yeah. Well, I mean, it would be an excuse if he or somebody, you know, close to him had said when the surgery happened two months ago, like, oh, guess what? He had this thing that was happening. This didn't come out for two months. And I don't necessarily think it's a cover up, but it's definitely not him pushing out an excuse. Well, then why did it come out? I mean, everything comes out. I see All that sort of stuff, yeah. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, and Russ just simply knows he has to play better. Um, he mm. doesn't get any more passes exactly. this coming no. year if he doesn't play better. And uh, that's, I mean, the, the quarterback room is going to be so fascinating. From what we thought was going to be a very boring quarterback room mm-hmm. for the next five to ten years when Russell Wilson signed here, it is anything yep. but that. And, Henry, the people want to talk to us. Let's dive into some questions. But first, got to tell you about our friends over at Game Time. If you want to go to a Rockies game, you want to go to a Nuggets or an Avalanche game, Rockies are getting set to start their season in just a couple of weeks. And we've also got Nuggets and Avs making a playoff push. You want to join all the fans at the games, you go to Game Time. Click the link in our description, whether you're on YouTube, whether you're watching or, or listening on the podcast side. Click that link, and it'll take you straight to all the Denver games. So check them out yep. in Game Time. And if you want to go see the Nuggets in particular on March 30th, today might be the last day to get in. I, the drawing is going to be sometime tomorrow, Yep. assuming everything's going on schedule. Our best guess is the drawing is sometime tomorrow. If you're in today, then you'll have a chance. Um, if you go to thedmvr.com slash Breck Sweeps, you can fill out the form that uh, we've put together along with Breckenridge Brewery to give away two courtside row two tickets to go see the New Orleans Pelicans. There's club Lexus access. There's a parking pass, a whole bunch of DMVR gear. Again, it's the March 30th game against the New Orleans Pelicans. So go to thedmvr.com slash Breck Sweeps to enter. Boom, there we go. All right, let's hit some comments on the website. First one coming in from Briz Baby says, Fellas, I absolutely love that Riley Dixon is coming home. Even though his stats aren't an enormous upgrade over mm-hmm. Waitman, I love the Dixon signing for several reasons. First, as RK pointed out, he's an athletic freak at punter. His trick plays at Syracuse were electric and something that was never utilized when he was in Denver. His speed, arm talent, and elusiveness were totally wasted. Secondly, and far more importantly, a few years ago, I tagged him in an NFL post to tag your favorite player, and he liked my comment. This cemented (laughs) his picture as my laptop background throughout my high school years. Finally, and more importantly, in 2018, with the help of Bradley Chubb, tight end Jake Butt, and long snapper Christian Kuntz, Dixon finished off the greatest law firm the Broncos ever had. Chubb, Butt, Dixon, and Kuntz. If only we had Fletcher Cox. What a comment. What a comment. Wow. Riley Dixon is a computer background. Outside of Dixon's family and <laughs> girlfriend slash wife, how many other people do you think have Riley Dixon? Just Riley Dixon as their background. The key, I don't think I'm so. Go yeah, I can't. I think, no, I that has to be the only, only one. one. <laughs> Again, like of course it's like the Australian like likely rugby fan. That's very true. Who's yeah. saying like, yeah, you got to run the punter more. <laughs> yeah, like exactly. what a waste to not be running the punter right, more. Right. Uh, <laughs> Uh, if if they if they pull out some fakes and they work, I'll be happy. If they don't work, I'll say, what the hell were you doing? If they don't work, and what, a 30-year-old punter now-ish, like true. 28, 30 years old? Yeah, yep. that would uh, be a tough look, especially week one. Yeah. Especially after we're hyping up this special teams coaching staff for eight Oof. months. They come out with that. Um, that, that, uh, that would be something. And, man, to be all about an electric lo- or punter's trick plays. Yeah. That's something. And, I mean... The Broncos have an NFL punter now. Like, yep. 
Will he be a good punter? Will he be kind of a rough punter? You don't know for sure, but you do know the Broncos have an NFL punter, which they didn't have last year. Nope. Oh, that's a good nope. point. Yeah, here. Nope. And their NFL level or not is different. Nope. They're still an NFL punter because they're in the NFL. Nope. That's you're just not an NFL punter. They Man. needed somebody who's a real NFL punter, and they got one. Yeah, here. Same thing with the fullback. They got a real NFL fullback. So what are you saying about Andrew Beck? There's there's like seven good fullbacks. There's a bunch of other guys who can kind of do Damn, the job. Andrew Beck, just a guy. Just a guy. A, a, a nice guy. A nice guy. But, yeah, he is a very but nice I mean, guy. It, yeah. Um, speaking of I'll that. I'll stand by that. <laughs> speaking of the punting competition, it's over. The yes. Broncos apparently didn't yes. buy that Corliss Waitman uh, has had, actually had better career stats yeah. than Riley Dixon. They uh, decided to withdraw their ERFA tender on Waitman yesterday, so now it definitely is Corliss, or it's definitely Riley mm-hmm. Dixon. That's another one of those things where it's like if if they had kept him and cut him before the season and they they lost no money because there's no guarantees in the contract, I would have said, cool, like you want to have competition, maybe waste a roster spot in camp, I don't care. Right. Same thing, you want to cut him today, open up a, a roster spot, just give the do- job to Dixon, I mean, it might it might suck if Riley gets hurt, but hopefully he doesn't. And again, I just either way is cool with me. Yep, yep, I I agree. Um, please hit us with a thumbs up if you're tuning in right now. We'd really appreciate it. Let's get to a hundred. I know Cody's champion for that, and we would really appreciate. Mm-hmm. Also, five star review over on Apple, Spotify. Subscribe. It really really helps us. It's free, easy to do, uh, and you'll definitely be done by that by the next comment we read, and we appreciate it. Arvada Luke says. Well-researched potty humor? Briz baby, a goat for that one. Wow. The bulkiness of this squad has me wondering, who is the heaviest place kicker in the league, and are they available? Who can stop several unrestrained to- or unrestrained tons rolling downhill into this run game and other lines of work? That's called an OSHA violation. I love the wow. idea of a direct fullback handoff out of the power eye. Given Peyton's background, would heavy sets and smash mouth running be his style? I don't know if Hank has a film room planned out to that effect when this roster is more set, but it would have my vote. Sorry for saying potty earlier. I have a six-month-old, so I've forgotten social mm. cues. Arvada Luke. No, say potty all you want. Um, it's a safe word. I don't even know who the biggest kicker would be. Like Janikowski I, back I was in the day. going to say that. Yeah. pops into your mind exactly. for sure. Real quick, who do you think averages more weight? Wide receivers, defensive backs, or kickers? Oh, do you know the answer? I do know the answer. Um, I don't think he'd I mean, ask otherwise. The way you're saying this, I'll say kickers. I would have said wide receivers <laughs> and quarterbacks and kickers, but yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kickers, 202 yeah. pounds. Wide receivers are 200 pounds. And, uh, wow. Defensive wow. backs are 200 pounds by two pounds. Wow. So I guess kickers. most of those kickers are big guys. Like, not like specimens, but like 6'1", 6'2", 6'3". Like tip, just to get of, the leverage. You drink a lot of beer during the game. <laughs> wow. That just slander. Are we talking about the same people? What? What? Is, how, how big is Brandon McManus? He's like 6'3". So is he over 200 pounds? I'd imagine. Um, Let's see. Brandon McManus got it right here. Brandon McManus is 6 foot... Six foot three, 201 pounds. There you go. There you go. There you wow. go. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's not something. a liar. I trust the internet. Great, uh, great insight you hear. 
why we have you here. Mm-hmm. Um, get it? That's Yo, why you have you here. Yo, nothing about football, but I'll always bring in the weight talk. <laughs> wow. A- Aviator Chris says, hey, y'all, going to Las Vegas next month for a bachelor party and want to make some sports bets. If I make a season-long bet and end up winning, am I still able to collect the money even though I live in Texas? Keep up the great work and plan on commenting more. Hashtag lakes are the best. I don't think so, but I'd imagine Texas borders a state where sports betting is legal. So then you pop back into that state, yep. accept the money, yep. and then you can go back to Texas? Yep. I know if you place the bet in Las Vegas, or I don't know, I mm-hmm. think if you place a bet in Las <laughs> Vegas, you have the receipt, you can like mail it in, oh. and then they'll mail you a check back. Interesting. That's if like you do it in person. Huh. What would be your bet that if you were to go to Vegas and you couldn't bet on your phone, one season long bet for anything. Oof. What would it be? One. So this is a terrible one. Oh, geez. But the Rockies are plus 50,000 to win the World Series. Oh and there was a gosh. part of me that thought, like, what if I put $10 right. on this? I win five grand. Yep. Again, like, I don't think I'd win it. But then maybe they shock everybody and make a push for the playoffs. Like, that'd be all of a sudden very fun. Yeah. You know, so. Only 100 bucks over the, or only 10 bucks throughout the entire season. Plus, then I wouldn't even have to worry about cashing it out or, or like getting my money because it won't hit anyway it's really true yeah yeah man but i would want something with long odds like that i think like that long of odds well ideally something that's also possible but off the top of my head i'm struggling so right now you wouldn't take abs plus 650 maybe like a little abs nuggets parlay Ooh, oh sean payton coach of the year plus 1200 yeah, see, like that's that's kind of the range for put it to 100 be. bucks on that. You bring home exactly dollars. You put ten bucks on it. Wait. You bring over a hundred and twenty. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So if you do the, uh, what would it be? It would be the Colorado wow. trifecta, or no, the Colorado trifecta would be Broncos winning too. Yeah, okay, I might if, not touch that. What one. if you do Nuggets? And so Nuggets are plus eight hundred to win it all. The Abs are plus six fifty to win it all. What do you think the the Broncos are right now? I would guess it's surprisingly good. There's probably some Sean Payton hype. Like 3,000? Plus 3,000. Last time I checked, that's exactly what they were at. Oh, I hope it stayed. Let's say if if that has gotten any better. I'm right here. Wait. Oh, winner. It's right there in front of me. Um, We got Broncos at plus 2,500. So you bet on the Colorado trifecta happening. Yeah, here, give me a guess. What do you think those odds are? Nuggets, Avs, and Broncos to all win their championships this this year. It's going to be 3,585. You couldn't be further off. My goodness. The, oh, the, no, actually, just no, the Broncos odds were plus 25. Yeah. No, that, so, Henry, no, what's your was, guess? Uh, sorry, I was thinking 30,000. Okay, okay. Because okay. I have the Nuggets uh, Avs parlayed for 9,500. Mm. It doesn't matter. So. You're still so far off. Okay, it's good. As long as it wasn't a bad guess. <laughs> oh, no, it was, it was a bad guess. I'd rather it was be a, high. It was a low. very bad guess. That'd be plus 125,000? Close. Kind of. Plus 175,000. Oh, okay. So okay, you bet $100, you win $175,000. You bet $10, you win $17,000. You bet $1. You win seventeen hundred dollars. Wow! <laughs> wow! Bad bet. Just that's the throw thing. one dollar on it, yeah. especially when you don't want to go to the hassle of going and picking it up. Right? Oh, could you imagine going to Vegas and you're picking up? Uh, what would it be if you bet a hundred dollars? You'd be picking up one hundred seventy-five thousand dollars. See, yeah. that would be nice. <laughs> but like, if it costs like five hundred dollars to put together a short trip to Vegas, 
Right. Yeah, you gotta make and it you worth make your while. Thr- exactly. Yeah, you gotta yeah, pay yeah. for the trip. You're making so much money and you get a trip to Vegas. It's true. Yeah. What are you saying? Like a trip to Vegas is awesome, especially when you're picking up that much money. And oh yeah. Money to spend in Vegas. Yeah. That would be sick. It's really true. It's, someone said uh, Isaiah did Sean Payton Coach of the Year and Russ Comeback Player of the Year. You probably those. I mean, That's... if one of them's hitting, yeah. there's a good chance that the other one has really good odds. Demar Hamlin has. Uh, he's gonna be tough to beat if he Ooh. just plays. That's really true. He's yeah, gonna be really yeah, tough yeah. to beat. Starts a couple of games. He got. Didn't he get comeback player of the year votes last year? Yes, he did. And yeah. he didn't even. He didn't play even come again. back. But you get like no Demar Hamlin slander no, here. No, but I of mean, of course not. But it shows you if that was the bar to clear to get votes. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah, he came back in the game of life, which is very impressive. It's so true. So true. Um, but that's a really good point. And uh, the point is Paulie Crofton, right? Um, I do have a. Uh, uh oh shit! Oh, so Isaiah also saying, so would Denver be the first city to win in basketball, hockey, and football in a year? Yes, because Tampa had baseball, not basketball. But did, oh, there could be others. Did Boston, Boston probably? Yeah, they did. They, they, they have two with the Red Sox. Insane streak. Um, so if those aligned, if the Red Sox and Celtics aligned, you have to imagine that at one point the Patriots were in there too. Uh, and true. The Bruins, man. I also have the Nuggets and Avs to come out of the West and the Bruins and Celtics to come out of the East. Oh, yeah. So oh, Boston, yeah. Denver, yeah. Parlay. Okay, I, I like, like that one. it. I like it. Uh, yeah, here it's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, I think. You got the best. Those are the best teams. In- yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's- They're I all like favorites. It. I like it. Um, all right, next one coming in from Aviator Chris says, hey, y'all. Or no, we just hit that one. Drew Peacock says, hey, boys, I have a very RK-friendly question for you. Since RK isn't here, wow. let's see how friendly it is. In your opinion, what is the best number a wide receiver can wear from 1 to 9, 10 to 19, 80 to 89? So oh, what's so the best like number allowed between numbers. 1 and 10? See, he, uh, he wants it for, for all yeah. three of these. Okay, see, because I don't... Really like the lower numbers on receipt. I, I I'm, I'm a traditionalist. I know, so I think I think I might just easy. go one. Yeah, yep. what one? It's one. just one for for a receiver. I think that's the best. Yeah, ten to nineteen. Seventeen's a good one. I think I think ten's kind of a classic. Eleven. You yeah. just go with the low numbers. Eleven, 11 yeah. solid too. Especially for me, it's a thinning number. Um, that is or true. It, it doesn't make me look like. Big, it doesn't yeah. widen me. Also, yeah. if you have a one, you just look fast as hell, even if you're the slowest guy there. Yeah, but from 10 to 19, wow. I think 10's a classic, 11's good, 17's just too Brock Osweiler for me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 15? 15's a good yeah. one, obviously. It's Brandon solid. Marshall. It's it's a tier below, though, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. and then 80 to 89. I think it's, it's 81. Okay. It might be yeah. 88, too. I think, it, yeah. I think it's 88's 88. a good one, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, of course... Obviously, with DT, that's uh, that, that's a good one as well. Also, I forgot, and this is even better because Ryan's not here. He corrected me yesterday and said Randy Moss was number eighty-four. No, I was right. He was number eighty-one with the Patriots. He there was eighty-four go. everywhere else. Like, of course, I, I heard you say we with know the that. Patriots exactly. So you were yeah. right. But I forgot to circle back. Good call. Thank you. Um, UGA Bronco says, "What's up, guys? Did you know that for twenty-two consecutive seasons, a former University of Georgia player has been in the Super Bowl? That means that I did statistically, not. I didn't either. That means statistically <laughs> speaking, you are more likely to see the Super Bowl if you have a Georgia player on your team. The only issue is that the Broncos currently do not have anyone on their roster wow. with ties to the defending back-to-back national champions. I have a few solutions to solve this. Easily, easy option number one: sign Ben Jones. We need a center. Option two: 
Y'all's idea to trade for Nick Chubb. I absolutely love the idea of Chubb being a Bronco. Option three, the draft. We need a pass-catching running back. And do you know who had the most receiving yards by a running back in the draft? Got Georgia's Kenny McIntosh, who we could easily get in the third or fourth round. Others I would advocate for are Warren Erickson, a talented Georgia offensive lineman who will go in the later rounds. I also love to see the Stetson Bennett, the fourth drafted to be Denver's backup. If anyone can get the most out of a shorter quarterback who is still taller than Bryce Young, Zach, it would be Sean Payton. (laughs) Stetson would thrive as a backup in this offense. Just think about it. The Broncos and UGA have a great history already. Champ Bailey, Terrell Davis, no Sean Moreno. It's time we revive the Georgia to Denver pipeline again. What say you? And, of course, go dogs. That's from UGA Bronco. Yes, I believe that. I didn't say that. I I mean, I'm I'm all in. There's a lot of good Georgia football players. Like, it's not hard to find a good one. You take from the most talented, the best, well-coached team. Yeah, I'll sign up for that. Yeah. Last year, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't can't disagree. Nolan Smith would be awesome. He's like a first-round pick, though, so. Yeah. That's not going to happen. That's the thing is you got to lower the standards. Down for any of these guys. Broderick Jones, I guess. I'm so curious. Another first-round pick. Where is is Stetson Bennett going? Like, what round? I think that's been, like, a big debate. Yeah. Like, I think there's some people saying, like, oh, he might be, like, a third-round pick. And I was saying, like, how could he possibly get drafted? So I I don't think anybody knows. A good bet is probably just, like, a seventh-round type thing. Yeah, a little flyer. I don't know. I I think if the Broncos go quarterback in this draft, Mm -hmm. um, it's going to be on a Hendon Hooker, a.k.a. not just, like, uh, a, a project, but someone who's hurt and they and they fall be, because you like their, yeah. their uh, potential for the future. So Hendon Hooker fits that perfectly. Or I think it's going to be a Taysom Hill role, a quarterback yeah. that can bring a different element to the game, whether it's they can run because they're big, whether it's because they run uh, because they're fast. Mm-hmm. It's going to be something like that because we've talked about the backup quarterback yep. a lot today, and uh, the Broncos like their backup. They're not trying to like get exactly. better in the backup department. And the other thing is they don't really have picks. So it just seems to me like this is a year where you don't take a quarterback just yep. because there's like you're going to need a running back. You don't have a backup tackle as of now. No, nope. you're going to need an interior offensive lineman. Yep. In theory, somebody who could potentially even start at yep. center. Yep. So there's yep. three of your five picks. Did you say running back? Yep. Um, and so then all of a sudden you got two to work with. If you trade one of them. Yeah, potentially receiver. Now maybe you do I get mean, another draft pick by that. Potentially corner, potentially another safety if you just want. Defensive line. Exactly. Like, lost to Sean Williams. Exactly. And that's why, like, the whole draft a punter, draft a kicker thing, typically, sure, why not? It's probably a wasted pick. If it works out, then you don't have to worry about it for another decade. But in this year, you just you don't have picks to, to spend on fun things like that. Or, oh, maybe the quarterback hits. Fun things like a punter and kicker. No, you have to be, you can't be wasting time on punters and kickers in the draft this year. I like everything. All, all he likes is hating on special teams. I it kind of fits hate. with his personality right there. I don't he hate on anything. Wants to keep them in the fourth quarter. I do wonder if it's time just to get rid of kickoffs altogether. Oh, onside kicks too? Just everything. Just oh, here we go. Yeah, there we go. Like, Roller coaster, the, Hank, but down for the fourth and fifteen. Uh, yeah. No, not that. We're definitely <laughs> not. There's no yeah, fourth and twenty-five. No, it's not about the distance. It's about the whole like changing of the fourth concept of the game. So then, what do you? You just said, but 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 you just said, get rid of onside kicks, get rid of kickoffs, get rid of I, all of it. I wonder if we so get how the, do you get rid of. Kickoffs, well, because the thing is, but not you, you probably just can't get the ball back. That's how I would do it. Oh, but boo. but see, my thing is. At this point, kickoffs just aren't interesting anymore. 
like a decade ago, it seemed like, and I don't know if the numbers back this up, but you were getting 10 kickoff return touchdowns a year. You're getting all sorts of great special teams plays. Now it's kind of just a waste of time. And it sucks because the best play in football is like a punt return touchdown and a kick return touchdown number two. But those are just, we've kind of gotten rid of them and it might be time just to commit. To just no way to get the ball back. See, I'm I'm down yeah. for getting rid of kickoffs, but then that just means your onside kick is now the fourth and fifteen, fourth and twenty. I just there's you do an onside kick and it should be a fourth and twenty five. I'd yeah. rather have a rule that everybody has to like change their shoes after every play than a rule that says we we're doing the fourth and fifteen thing. Oh, like my I just gosh. I'm not Henry touching that part a of the game. Twelve hour game. More if if than those are the if those are the last changed. two options, I'd say there's no way that I can sign up for. Like, you're putting the offense... It just doesn't make any sense. Oh, my God. It doesn't make any sense. Terrible idea. Real quick, talking about rule changes, did you see the proposed rule change from the Chargers? What is it? That they want to see whoever has the better record in the playoffs, they get to host it, no matter if you're the division winner or not. And then another team proposed something where if a team... It's something like if a team is... If a division winner is under 500 yep. and like three games worse than the team they're playing, then that other team gets to host the playoff game. Yeah. And again, like it's... I just think it should be... Well, I, I don't think it should matter who really? won the division. I think... See, the thing is, it should be the division champions who play for the playoffs. Like those are... You did the you did your part. Now, I agree. now I you agree. get to you go. Get Those other teams are just lucky to be included. And and I would cut down the wild cards. Like I think you go back to two by, get rid oh, of one of the wild cards. Get, uh, oh, I don't man. think these are bad Everything takes. You're saying People today, say I hate Devin Hester. No, I love him, but that just doesn't exist anymore. Everything Nobody's you're putting up multiple today, return Henry, touchdowns except like that one no guy. Fun. Dude, you fit right in with Roger Goodell. This isn't in no, no fun, fun league. No. Don't take <laughs> Uh, I think the division winners should still be able to host. They won. Like, they get a host. They should always game. host, yeah. Yeah, like, no matter what. They did they their did part. Thing. But the thing is, you shouldn't get rid of wildcard teams. That's no, fun. yeah, That's yeah. Like, it's, more, it's more about the two buys. Like, I think that two teams deserve a buy. No, they don't. Get yeah, they do. One, then you get your buy. No, that's when you get yeah. home field advantage. And Yeah, you also get a buy when you get number one, don't you? Yeah, but you yeah, don't. That's exactly. You already have reason that you don't need the double incentive on one and then nothing else. Like, you can... Why should... Being the first loser get you the get you anything because that's a really good be, record. I you just, get a buy. I just, I like that they expanded it, and maybe it's yeah. just like because that's how the Broncos are going to get in this. I mean, year has the seven seed even won yet? Um, I don't. It, it's only been going on for two years. I think three, three years, maybe maybe only two. Um, but that, I don't think there's been question. a seven. But you shouldn't. You should. That makes sense because you're playing the two. Yeah, you know, you're you're playing the best yeah. team that's in there that doesn't have the buy. Um, Henry, my. Where I disagree, I'd with... go back to sixteen games too. Oh, you! I think you can feel the difference. What I like about seventeen games is it gets rid of a preseason game, so it's yeah. not like you're actually extending the season by a week. You're just adjusting it. To get, give me two preseason games and eighteen regular. Give me twenty <sighs> regular season games and zero preseason games. I I just don't like thing. The season I think can be. The, the games don't mean as much. You know, the fact that the Dolphins got off to that crazy start, what were they, like 8-0? I think they were 8-0. 7-1, 8-1. Something like that. And they missed the playoffs. Like, they were good enough to make the playoffs. Like, all of a sudden, they were able to implode that much. Like, who else? There's somebody who did the opposite, went on the late season run to barely squeak in. It wasn't the Packers. But that's what's great. I kind of like uh, being, No. I, I like no. that you don't just have to be good. I, I, I like extending that. 
And see, you're I not don't extending it that much. But it just means that you can lose game. another game during the season, and I, yeah. it just takes away some of the meaning. The, the games don't mean as much anymore. It keeps the fans. You, I swear, you can feel it. Because if you Man. lose a game, it's not the end of the world, but it still means something. If you had twenty-five no. games, I'd be like, eh, even twenty, it's like, eh. right, right, Seventeen right. is just you give yourself a little bit more hope. Okay, we're still good. We can still. Do yeah, this. but they don't deserve hope. They already blew it. Uh, I kind of like. Wanna, what are you talking about? You're okay with the second place <laughs> team getting a buy? Yes, a that's the way it's always been. But they don't. They didn't get. If you want to buy, it, get oh, first. Oh, the way it's no. always been. If you want home field advantage, get first. Oh no. If you if you're no. Get I'm about to mute you, dude. Like, no, oh, you don't make any sense. Yeah, you need yeah, to mute, mute yourself. Him. No, mute the, him. the number two team deserves it. Like the number oh. seven team, you didn't win your division. You couldn't even finish in the top two non-division winners. But like that, you don't, that's, that's you shouldn't so get a chance to play. Though, like, what? Where did two division? Where, where did two yeah. wild cards come in? That's from? fair, but I mean, at this point, what you got? Fourteen of thirty-two teams making the playoffs. Yeah, I would cut it down. I think. I think it's less than again, every other sport, or it's less than baseball, baseball and and hockey. Right? Baseball, no, baseball is less. Uh, I'm sorry, not baseball, basketball. basketball. And yeah, yeah, and again, yeah. like I'd say, 16. I'd say that the they should. I mean, those kind of make sense having like because they do the series. The the eight, eight, you're stuck with eight teams per side, or you have to go to four because you can't do really do buys for series. But that's the thing about MLB is I think a lot of the baseball fans are upset that they added another wild card there because again, that's the the point was always you win your division or there's one team that balances out and that's who gets a chance to play for a championship. Like, I think if you finish, if you finish seventh, you shouldn't, you don't deserve a chance to play for a a championship. I think if you finish seventh, look at baseball, they were dying. So they had to add something that NFL's people. Yeah. Wow. And it, and it worked so well for them. It's It's working better. No, it is not. I think that play in game is very enticing. Uh, I I don't, the team earned it. I don't watch playoff baseball unless the Rockies are in it. Yeah. I'll I'll tune into that one game though, where everything rides on one game. But it's just so dumb that everything comes down to one game after 162 games. Well then be better. Yeah. No. If you if you want that no. one seed, you want the buy. Be better than the two seed. And I would say if that if that second wild card team wants a chance to play in the playoffs, then be better. <laughs> but you don't get to be fifth and then get to go. That like, doesn't make sense. Oh, Again, man. I still can't believe that Hank is a legacy guy. That he hates fun. I know. Like, I know. I, well, I, I would think that your age would be down. Yeah. The okay. He's the youngest guy on the. I pod. have a couple he, things. He acts like the oldest. I am. I am anti fun. I don't think. These really qualify as anti-fun. You are anti-fun. We haven't even fun. we haven't it, even touched anti-fun. I didn't fun. know anyone in the down. world could could admit they're anti-fun like Henry just did. I mean, it's true. Like I know the bad <laughs> takes. These are the good takes. The bad oh, takes are take. the bad takes are the the group celebrations need to go. I hate those. Oh, dude, group celebrations. When everybody need like to the go. bowling pin thing, where everybody sits down and rows a canoe together you know after what? I'm a touchdown. I'm just giving you the mic. Just keep going. No, again, give, give me all like, your answers. I get that right I'm al- al- alone Take there. Yourself. What what shouldn't what should come back is the ability to shit talk. That should there should be more of that. Less of like, oh look, I'm a teapot and I'm pouring in my friend so, the cup so because like the he threw to me a touchdown. Talk, but were- not do group celebrations. I just don't think there's room for skits in football. Wow. I think you were just born in the wrong area. You should have been born in like in 1940. Yeah. I don't know. Oh my gosh, this is incredible. What about pass interference? Should only be a 15 yard penalty. Um, uh, I actually like that one quite a bit. I don't know because I, I like it the it's way weird. It is. Yeah, I like the, the, the the way it is because um that then it gives a massive advantage to the defense. Um, True. Because I was told in high school at being a cornerback, yeah. if you're about to get beat, you're <laughs> falling down, t- 
tackle them, mm-hmm. trip them, because 15-yard penalty is way better than a 75-yard touchdown. Yeah, oh, definitely. But, I mean, it also kind of sucks when there's just like a 60-yard penalty, especially in like some situations. So I don't know. I think that's the most fair way, though. You do? Yep. Uh, I, I guess the biggest issue with it, and this isn't the rule's fault, is just that refs are so hesitant to throw the flag. Like you get away with so much more, especially in those parts of the game, because they're like we're, what well, you're trying to make a drive to go win the game. I can't give you 40 yards right here. And, but that's not. I don't think you can change the rule, because the refs are bad at enforcing it. Maybe you, maybe there's two. No, you can't. Maybe like roughing the kicker. There's there's two different. Yeah. Ones you can do where one is a 15 yard and one is a spot foul. Like one's a football play. One's yeah, you just yeah, tackled yeah. the guy. Yeah. You, you exactly. can't just tackle the guy. Right. Right. You gotta or, go for the ball if you go through him. Then. Or yeah. Or something like if the ball touches the wide receiver and there's pi on the play, then it's a spot foul. The ball doesn't touch the wide. And, and I'm just throwing this yeah. out. I haven't fully thought through it. But if you wanted to incorporate that. Yeah. I th- I, d- I will say I don't like it's one of my least favorite rules, but I don't know if I could commit to changing it because it's it's just a tough one. Man, I just I want overtime. Roughing the passer like that's a bad one right now. They like, gotta. Yeah, I like college overtime. Ooh, that if I could make one change, it would be that one. It'd probably be that first getting risk get second. So many p- getting risk get second. Oh my <laughs> gosh! You should just go back to. I, I'm gonna build you a time machine. And you can go back to 1975. <laughs> just go watch the game. How it was meant to be, and you're gonna hate it. And you're gonna be like, so maybe. Well. Back to the, to maybe. And people can just talk to whoever they want. They can wag their finger at whoever they want. Like, but no, they can't wag it with their teammates in the end zone. Because that would be not no, acceptable. Like, that go, would be a team you, celebration, which Henry would not like. No, you can you can wag your finger, but again, but like, not if five people are doing it in a circle, wagging it to each other. No, if they're all like striking a, a pose. Yeah. I, <laughs> see, but there's it's one thing if I, like everybody can get together and be excited. It's just like I you can't be all like, oh look, you ten are the bowling pins, and I scored the touchdown, so I'm gonna roll into you. That. I Maybe hate it's that. just after watching Broncos football the last couple of years. Those like don't happen that much. I think you played a little too much Madden because those happen okay. after every Madden touchdown where there's a little group celebration. And I think you see your Twitter feed like because that's what's getting pushed. Yeah, because it's true. fun and then if I was trying to yeah. Ooh, maybe it's fun and enjoyable. Yeah. See, those are the anti-fun <laughs> ones. Those are the anti-fun takes. The I like 16 games better. That's not anti-fun. I feel like second by that's not an anti-fun take. I recognize I do have anti-fun takes. Yeah. But no, those were not them. You've let them all out. I am anti-fun, anti-fun yeah. Fun you are anti-fun. Let's Damn. see. What else was there? I thought there, there was one more important thing that crossed my mind recently. Are you oh, going to say they can use cool visors or cool designs on their cleats? No, that's awesome. Oh, you probably, should be able to wear yeah. whatever shoes yeah. you want. You have to just wear, you... you have to choose either white or black, and that's yeah. all you get to wear all no, season no, long. No, no, no. Or war paint on your face either. It's oh, speak, of course you can of, do that. Uh, speaking of silver and black, when we had our, our guy Q on, people were uh, in the comment section yeah. saying, wow, Henry wore his silver and black today. <laughs> must, no coincidence, Must I'm be sure. their first time watching, because this is every day. I mean, so your hat, I think that's white. I think it's white. Yeah. Your shoes, white. white. Yep. Same shoes as literally every day. 
your uh, your little quarter zip though. That is silver, yeah. my friend. Yeah, this is where you and can then sometimes the rest see variation. Of your outfit, all black, and your computer, which I'm sure you chose the colors yeah. just for today. Yeah, that is also a dark silver with black uh, keys. Black, yeah, mix. So wow. wow, dare you use a black mic? What is wrong with we, you? Oh, yeah, wow. seriously, mine mine's yellow. Um, so I'm good there. Um, <laughs> we have one more comment coming in from the website. C. Fillmore 72 says, I'm not on board with queen cities being a thing in countries that are not monarchies. You can't have it both ways. Love from your mother country. God save the wow. king, Christopher. <laughs> wow, our mother country. Um, wow. So then they wouldn't be allowed to have presidents? They couldn't name anything president? No. Because they have prime ministers, so they don't they actually do. have presidents. They have prime Is ministers any, and queens yeah. and kings. They're not missing out on much. <laughs> they wouldn't I be allowed to vote on anything. Yeah, that yeah, you can't vote on anything. How about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Everything's controlled they did, by They the did family. really steal that one from us. They did, yeah. It's a good thing to steal, I'd say. Yeah. 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 We, Voting. We stole yeah. it from the Greeks, so. I mean, but that's like, that was passed down. Like, we left them, and then they were like, ooh, we want to be like you. You know, it's that's true. different. It's true, yeah. So... That, you know what they say, copying is the form of flattery? Yes, the yeah, so somethingest. They're the flattered. best. We're flattered by that. Strongest, strongest yeah. form? Is that what yeah. it is? Yeah. The Great Browse hitting us with two super chats. Thank you, says. Um, let's see where this one starts. Pro group celebrations. Pro NFL play. And Henry needs a fun trip. Yeah. I mean, I get like. You want a fun trip to London? I'm down. <laughs> I'm down. And again, like, I know better than to push all these, um, most of these. Like, there's a lot Except of them where today, it's like... you lost that judgment. Well, again, like, I know I'm in the minority, and I've never said these things before, but if you're going to call me anti-fun, <laughs> let me show you how anti-fun I am. Like, you're going to call me a miserable person. Let me, exactly. let me make sure you know how miserable you know I am. Bad? Let me show you how bad I am. Oh, what I said before, that wasn't even scratching the surface. I, just, I don't know. It's the skits that I don't really like. Oh, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of every time there's a turnover, every, all the whole defense runs to the end zone. That's kind of a weird thing to me. That one, that to me, that just doesn't really feel like a celebration. At least when the Broncos do it, yeah. it's like a casual jog, and it kind of feels like huh. they're just getting some cardio. So I'm actually with okay. you on that, but not because of the fun, because it doesn't actually feel like it's that much fun. It's a weird thing. Like yeah. they, they just pose for a picture, casually jog down to the end zone. Um, you know, I, I, yeah, it just doesn't seem that fun. Yeah, like celebrate. You know what? What everybody needs to do is what To did. Like every th every week, him or like. Chad Johnson or any of those guys, all that stuff is great. It, the league has just gotten so soft to the point where it's like, oh look, I'm a teacup because I scored a touchdown. <laughs> like what the what the hell is this? <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> no, that's Oh man. That's fair. No, I get it. I know that that's unpopular, but I just want them to be tougher and stronger and Henry came into today. Like, push a guy. Fight a guy if you Henry want. Henry came into today being like, you think that I'm a Chiefs fan. Let me show you. I'm, oh, I'm not a Chiefs fan. a Raiders fan. No, 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 no. As we have a Raiders guy on I don't today. even know how. No, that's just a coincidence <laughs> of the clothes I'm wearing. And I'm not a Chiefs fan. I fear the Chiefs. Again, I think that's what's getting lost, is how this all started was, as somebody who watches the Broncos, I know better than anybody how terrifying the Chiefs are. And again, like people might not like how scared I am of the Chiefs. I can't change that. It's not love. I just think they're really good because when do I watch them? 
I'll watch them when they play the Broncos. I'll watch them in the playoffs. And I'll catch games here or there, but those are the ones I don't miss. So 15 in a row against the Broncos. There's 15 and 0. Mahomes is what? 11 and 3 in the playoffs. So there's 26 and 3 in the games I for sure watch. Then throw in whatever else I catch. I'm terrified of the Chiefs. I'm terrified of them. So because you're so afraid of them, you've went and just gone up and cuddled up with them. So no, I'm not. You. No, I'm no, 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 no. He's terrified no. how much he loves them. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just kidding, Henry. No. You're not a Chiefs I'm fan. terrified of them. You've not moved to the Raiders. I don't like the Raiders. <laughs> They're worst. They're just evil. <laughs> no, I don't clap at movies. That I don't would actually clap be a ever. Fun, that would be a pro fun thing. So then he, would it? he wouldn't do it. That's true. That's true. Wow. Um, we've really gone off the rails, and we have we one have. more super chat coming in from Great or De Great Browse says boldest prediction of the season: Broncos only. Wow. So I mean, boldest like, Broncos prediction. First decision you have to make is whether you go positive or negative, because I feel like you get to choose. You're probably I know. going negative. I feel. But see, that's wow. <laughs> see, because I feel like my options are either: what is my bold prediction? Do I want to stand on like they're going to the playoffs or? They only win six games. The I think six games would be a bolder prediction than playoffs. Okay, I th- I think I'm I think I agree. So I think my boldest prediction is they're going to the playoffs. Wait, no, but the bolder prediction of those two. Oh is, yeah, but but, but, but which one? But which mic? one do I think is gonna happen? Your mic doesn't want your negative taste. I know. Anymore. I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, I smile when bad things happen. It's a coping mechanism. Oh, I see. You're saying those are your two bold. You think those are like the two most realistic ones and they just happen to kind of be like the opposite so you have Exa- to pick it's which like, one is cuz most likely i think they probably win like 8 games okay so it's either like 10 or 6 which one is more likely cuz i feel like that's kind of the range okay and i'd say i think winning 10 is more likely than winning 6 so i'll say my bold prediction is broncos win- go to the playoffs Broncos go to the But again, playoffs. have you heard me? I'm terrified of the chiefs i'm not predicting uh, yeah, that he's not going to pick the broncos to beat the chiefs i'm going to say uh, Boy, this one just popped into my head, so I'm going to throw it out there. Broncos have an all-pro offensive lineman. Ooh, that's a good one. Someone. That's a crazy one. I was writing through, like, what are the Broncos' biggest strengths last night? Go read it. Um, At thednvr.com? Yeah, but the offensive line, I was like, they really could have, like, four guys pushing for the Pro Bowl. That would be incredible. And, like, they probably, like... Getting more than one lineman in is going to be really tough. Yeah. But there's, like... Like, I still, I went back and watched that Chargers game, the last game of the season. Was that yesterday or the day before? But I was like, okay, I just want to watch Jaquan McMillan. So I was like, I remember this game being really good. Went back and watched it. It's like, uh, you remember the good more than the bad. Turns out Keenan Allen, better than Jaquan McMillan. You can't just <laughs> go into the season and say Jaquan McMillan's good. But I was like, okay, well, I might as well watch the offensive side too. And so I was really watching Quinn Minards. He's so sick. Yeah. Like, there's so many, like, there's back to back goal line runs. Loves Quinn Minors. It is true. And nice. I. Bear bellies. If Quinn Miners is the best lineman next year, I'm not going to be surprised. That would be a very good thing for the Broncos. It would be. Because I think that that means that he is one of the best guards in the NFL. Or it's a really scary thing. Yeah. I, I tend to take the side yeah. that would actually be a very good thing. Because out of the four who are good players, one of them should be really good next year. You yeah. would think. Especially one of them probably has a player. Exactly. Now. Yeah. So the yeah, I, that's going to be fun to watch. At yeah. least we hope. The other, the flip side is they gave up the most sacks in the NFL last year, so they've got a long way to climb. But Well, that's really true. <laughs> and we'll end on this note. Andre F. says, bold prediction, 
We're owning the Chiefs this season. Wouldn't that be nice? Henry's gonna hate it when it happens, no, but everyone else no. is gonna absolutely love it. I'll be dancing on their graves. Henry, you here? It's been fun going back and forth. Uh, Henry just said he's gonna be Bronco dancing on Broncos' graves this year. Mm-hmm. What a cruel way to end the yeah. podcast, Henry. You're gonna be dancing on Broncos' graves. No, the Chiefs' graves. Oh, you didn't the make Chiefs' it, graves. You didn't, you didn't specify. No. Oh. <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> It's okay. And with that, we are out. We will see you tomorrow on the DMVR Broncos podcast. Flying cotton